0: This is FIRE. FIRE, FIRE, FIRE. Financially independent, retire early movement. Let's go. Let's go. Becoming financially independent requires you to have money. I mean, you, you have to be earning something. So there is that requirement. A big aspect of it is also what are you expecting from life? What's your sort of lifestyle expectations? If you are willing to to live a sort of a kind of, let's call it a down to earth life. You don't have to be frugal. I'm just saying a sort of an average life and you're earning a, a relatively good salary, then absolutely you can become financially independent Quite quickly, And you don't have to do the retire early part. I know this acronym all goes together, but it's more the financial independence. That's the key word. That's what gives you the choices and the freedom of everything. And whether or not you want to retire, that, that's a whole other story.
1: Welcome to Easy Desert, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. <laughs> Today's episode is all about fire. My name is DJ At Large, and thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing with no jargon and, most importantly, no complications. So, if you're new to the world of investing or you're on your journey to building a relationship with your finances, you will come across FIRE, which is an acronym for Financially Independent, Retire Early. Hey, 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 some big words but what does it mean exactly so i've invited brendan dale to give us the lowdown he is amazing he's an independent personal finance writer he's a podcaster and the man behind the take charge of your money site brendan welcome to the easy It podcast brother cool thanks so much for having me i know we're having this chat remotely where, where are you currently based in the country I'm in Cape Town at the moment. And I know outside of financial education, I think you're in the tech space, is that correct?
0: That's correct, yes. Uh, I used to be a software developer and I've moved up and I'm now a scrum master, which is really a a glorified team leader. (laughs) I'm I'm sure my peers would (laughs) would hate if I I just water it down to that, but (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Now, before we get into the conversation around what FIRE is, uh, I have a random money question for you, right? If you could... uh, get a sneak peek at somebody else's investment portfolio who would it be and why (laughs) yes that
0: is a difficult one but i i think i I would actually choose raymond ackerman the the founder and owner of pick and pay i mean i'd be so fascinated to see how he's diversified because obviously a huge Mm. amount of his fortune is in pick and pay but I mean, there must be so many other things, and like, does he have cryptos? Do you think? And does he do these NFTs? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think so, but I'll be curious to know what what he's actually put his money
1: behind. Yeah, it would be an interesting one to see. Perhaps we'll see a couple of shockers in there where you're thinking, he wouldn't invest in this and he's got a whole lot of that stuff. That's one that, that I think is definitely interesting. So, you know, Brendan, I mentioned earlier on that you've got this magnificent website uh, called Take Charge of Your Money. I love it because the language is simple. It's uh, very relatable, you know, talking about things that, that relate to ordinary South Africans and money. And last year, you wrote this interesting blog post on the FIRE movement. Um, what is it exactly? Where did it originate and and where did you first discover it
0: well the, the fire movement definitely it's originated in america in the states and it's kind of its origins have come from this book it's quite an old book i've got a copy of it it's called uh, money or your life and it really is about it's taking how much value do you put on your time because everything that you buy and everything that you do with money you're exchanging your your time to get this money and then you're, you're buying something so you can equate buying a tv to how many hours do i need to work to do this and when you read this book it really makes you start thinking about life and you're like wow is it actually worth it you know you buy the car and you think wow i actually have to work for five years to buy this car is my time worth it and i think from that book this whole fire movement started where people were feeling they want to be more independent they don't want to work forever you don't want to have to sit in a job till you're 65 70 or whatever just because you have to you want more choices. And I, I think over the years, since that book, more and more books have come out, more material, and people have just sort of been opened up to these ideas that there there are other options to do. And myself, I only really discovered this fire movement about three, four years ago. I'm very new into it. Everything resonates with me so much because it's, it's lots of stuff that I've been thinking about for a long time. It's things that I've actually been trying to do. I just never knew there was this whole community, this whole sort of acronym and books and all this stuff i was like wow this this is what i want to do and actually there's so many people doing it already so yeah in a sense i was like wow that's a bit disappointing i'm not the only one
1: you know when when i was reading your your blog post i kept wondering if fire is applicable in South Africa you know I think about the high inflation I think about the high levels of unemployment uh, the performance of the rand and markets and the oil prices and I'm just like is it possible that the fire movement in South Africa would really start to build a community around people and so forth I mean what are your thoughts Uh, because I've started to see quite a lot of people now talking about fire starting to become popular what are your thoughts on on fire in South Africa
0: it's definitely possible you know it doesn't mean it's easy but it's it's definitely possible and it it kind of it does go with the assumption that you actually have some form of income now because becoming financially independent requires you to have money i mean you, you have to be earning something so there is that requirement but a, a big aspect of it is also what are you expecting from life what's your your sort of lifestyle expectations if you are willing to to live a sort of a kind of let's call it a down-to-earth life you don't have to be frugal i'm just saying a sort of an average life and you're earning a, a relatively good salary then absolutely you can become financially independent quite quickly and you don't have to do the retire early part i know this acronym all goes together but it's, it's more the financial independence that's the keyword that's that's what gives you the the choices and the freedom of everything and whether or not you want to retire that that's a whole other story
1: obviously FIRE is the acronym for financially independent retired and as you mentioned the first part of it is like the really important part and I guess FIRE means different things to different people because even financial independence means different things to different people. What does it actually mean to you living in South Africa?
0: To me it means that I don't have to work in order to earn money. So it means that I have enough money saved up in investments that I, I could survive, and I'm not saying I would survive in a lavish lifestyle, but I, I could survive without a job. And then I have the choice of do I actually want to carry on working or not? So it, it's really, it gives you this whole freedom of time because if you're in that position, you can take a gap year. You know, why not? As a 40 something year old, just take a gap year. And if you are financially independent, suddenly it's a reality for you you can just do it you can quit your job without stressing if you're hating your job you can actually leave it and take a little bit of time and find something that you really want so again it's not about quitting the job it's not about doing nothing in life it's it's about having the freedom of choice where you you're actually you're empowered because you've you've done all the hard work already you've done the legwork you've done all the investing and now you can sit back and choose what do I want to do? What, what's, what's valuable to me now? What do I want to do with my time?
1: You know, as you speak, you, Brendan, I'm thinking of an episode we had with a guest recently. And we were talking about if you're new to investing, what steps should you consider? And he said something so interesting. He said, even before you start to invest, you need to actually know who you are. And the FIRE movement is linked to that. You almost need to know who am I, what do I want to achieve, what do I want to do, what does financial independence mean to me, and then you can start to take certain actions. Would you agree with that, that it's important for you to sort of know who you are, irrespective of people, like who you are, what do you want?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you, you need to be motivated. It's hard work mm. investing and like saving money and saying no to things, compromising It takes hard work so you need to be motivated and you need to know why are you doing it and what's that end goal what are you aiming for and absolutely you need to know yourself and what is going to give you pleasure
1: Mm, that what's your why Mm. Uh, you know another thing in your blog that i really liked is i didn't know there were different definitions of fire so i always thought it was just like fire on its own but i noticed you had regular fire you had lean fire you had fat fire you had barista fire you had coast fire i'm like i don't know there's so many different (laughs) versions of it i mean can you take us through those various definitions of what regular is as opposed to to lean fat barista and coast
0: sure sure i'll i'll take you through that now but I, i think just before we go through that it also just points to the fact that Personal finance is
1: so personal.
0: There's no one box that suits everyone because some, some people want elements of this and a little aspects of that and you, you can make it your own. You absolutely can make it your own. So even if these boxes don't quite suit you, that's fine as long as you have a plan. But regular fire, that would be you've got enough money to live comfortably without ever needing to work again. So you've got enough invested, you could just retire right now if you wanted to. Lean fire is... You've got enough to retire, but it's going to be very low budget, very frugal. It's going to be super tough. <laughs> so you will make Baked it. beans kind of vibe. Yes. You won't be traveling overseas every year. You won't be doing okay. your home renovation. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Whereas, okay. Okay. Then on the other side, you've got fat fire is you've got loads of money. You can comfortably retire with loads of extra money to do all the things you want so that's so from one extreme you've got fat fire with loads of money, the other extreme you, you're on lean fire with and then in the middle is regular, then the other two barista fire is you've got enough money you can leave the corporate job, so you can leave the job that you're hating but you do need mm-hmm. to carry on working, but you, you're able to work, they call it barista because you could go be a barista in a coffee shop, you, you can do, you just need a, a sort of low paying, low stress job that will get you by. So you can't fully retire, but you you can sort of improve your your lifestyle at the moment if you're not enjoying your job. Uh, okay. And finally, Coast Fire is you've got enough money to retire, you can do it, you've got all the investments there, you don't need to invest more, but now you're just waiting it out because maybe you actually do enjoy your job, maybe you want to just carry on. So you, you're kind of just coasting along
1: um. until
0: you've made your decision of like, now I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, no, those definitions definitely make sense It goes back to, you know, personal finance really is personal Because you can sort of have like a little bit of a mix of all these various definitions And as you're mentioning them, obviously when you look at like the fat versus the lean money is the thing you need more money for the one as opposed to the other which means at some point in time if you're joining the fire movement you need to make calculations how much do I actually need to be financially independent and then two to actually retire early so what are the three elements that our listeners need to consider when calculating how much they need to fire
0: the biggest one almost the most important one is your expenses how much do you actually need per month to live there's your stable expenses your groceries your car your fuel whatever but then there's also things that are less stable like your doctor's bills and your vet bills you know these things aren't every month but you need to factor in maybe over a year how much you could spend on that so you need to know Mm. how much you need to spend because that's going to determine how much you actually need to have invested and this expenses if you can cut your expenses down then you can invest less if you want lavish lifestyle, huge expenses, you're going to need to invest a huge amount. So it's it, yeah. it, very pivotal is understanding what your expenses are and then looking at them and deciding, do I need these things? Do I want them? And I mean, it's fine if you do. But just you need to make that conscious decision. After that, you need to look at how much do you actually have right now? Because everyone's got some form of savings, especially if you're working at a corporate, mm. you'll have a Provident Fund. You might have a unit trust that you open Long ago, you've actually even forgotten about it. It's crazy, but some people do forget about these investments. But you need to really analyze, what do I have? Everything you have. And then finally, do you have any stable passive income? And uh, I call it mostly passive income because I don't really believe there's a fully passive income. There's always some level of work or admin that's needed to be done. But if you have sort of a stable and reliable source of passive income, that will also affect because that can cover some of your expenses. So it's important to also just understand what you have and a a sort of a side hustle that gives you 1,000 Rand this month and 10,000 Rand next month, and then 300 Rand, that's not really stable. You want to know what can you rely on per month, and then you can add that into your calculations.
1: Mm. And so these are the three elements that would form part of that calculation in terms of determining how much I need. In terms of the expenses, if you don't mind me tracking back, I'm assuming that when you look at your expenses, you're you're obviously looking at inflation. You're adding inflation to it because if your monthly expenses are 10,000 rand a month now, definitely in three or four years time, that amount is definitely ballooned.
0: It is, but we actually got to use a really simple formula that includes that inflation, but we don't need to worry about that now. We really just want to know. What are your annual expenses? So your monthly times 12, what is, what is your annual mm. expenses right now? And then we can work out a, a figure. And it's I must sort of also say it's not an exact figure. It's very much a, a guess, an estimate, because with all these things, there's assumptions and we absolutely have no clue what's going to happen even next week. So, you know, it's a good guess. It's not necessarily the exact one.
1: And I'm assuming this calculation is the rule of 25, right? Yes, yes.
0: So if you take your annual expenses and you multiply it by 25, that will give you a figure, which would probably be somewhere in a few million rand. And that would be how much you actually need invested today in today's money to be able to retire. That you can then quickly work out based on your current investments. You can see what percentage you are. But it's really just mm. annual expenses multiplied by 25, and that goes hand in hand with another rule. It's called the rule of 4%. And it, again, it's, it's assumptions. And we can change the figure mm-hmm. If you're good with Excel. You can sort of fiddle and play around. But the, the assumption is that you can draw per year, you can draw 4% of your investments. And if you leave the rest and that the rest of your investments are growing at a, a 7% interest, then you wouldn't actually ever run out of money. And These assumptions because you you don't necessarily know what's going to change and also the inflation can change. But um, I can't remember if it's in this post or in another post. I should actually check. But I've got a little Excel calculator where you can can change your inflation rate and the, the growth rate and just sort of see at what point you would run out of money.
1: In terms of the, the FIRE calculation, how often should you be doing this calculation? Should it be um, annually once a year? You of do the calculation to see how far you are? When should you be doing the calculation?
0: I'd say at least once a year, just to sort of see how you're doing if you're on track. What I like to do at the beginning of the year is I've got a, a sort of a goal of how much I would like to invest over that year. And then every now and then throughout the year, you know, every, probably every four or five months, I'll just quickly update my investment figures just to see how I'm tracking against my goal for the year, because I can't invest three million Rand in one year. I'm sure some people can, but I'm not at that level. So I'm just doing sort of baby steps at a time. So each year I can track how far am I based on this year's goal? Am I doing all right? Do I need to maybe push a bit more? Because also the markets sort of go up and down and, and maybe you want to just push a little bit more. You've got a bonus and you can say, okay, let me invest that now. And that will just help this year's sort of goal.
1: In terms of going back to the FIRE calculation, what should our listeners be considering outside of their own expenses? So, for instance, um, there could be some lifestyle changes that happen. What are some of those lifestyle changes that then could affect that calculation?
0: Yes, there are definitely some some big lifestyle changes, but things like just mm. getting married. When you get married, suddenly you've got a partner, there's, there's a new set of finances. And I like to do our FIRE calculation myself and my partner. We do ours together as a unit because it, it would be silly for just one of us to stop working and, and lounge around. That would be a sort of a, a time when you when you relook at things. But changing your job or moving to a different city where your expenses might be cheaper or more expensive. And yeah, all those kind of sort of life, life events that happen, or even if you inherit money, if, if someone in your family's passed away and, you, and you're lucky enough to have an inheritance, that would again change change your situation a little bit. And it's it's worth it at, at all these moments just to sort of spend not even long, just an hour, just quickly re- recap those calcs and just see what what can I do with this? Where am I? How does this change things? And it's very easy once you've got a little system in place to always just tweak the numbers.
1: I want to talk a bit about people's personalities and traits, right? Hmm. What character traits does one need to have in order to stay committed to this fire movement? Because it looks like there needs to be quite a lot of patience and sacrifice. And I was just starting to think about (laughs) whose personality does this match? Because, you know, one thing that people often don't talk about when it comes to investing is how your personality affects the way in which you invest. You know, so we've got people who, who panic. So if you're a panicker, then obviously the market is down, you're panicking, you're selling everything. So when it comes to the fire movement and character traits, I mean, what do you need to have the best match?
0: Sure. That, that's a bit tricky. Uh, I mean, you obviously, you need to have a lot of determination. <laughs> you need to be focused and you need to be able to to focus on a goal. So I think if you, if you know yourself well enough and you're listening and you think, but I can't do this, I can't think of like three, five or ten years from now, you need to make little systems around because anyone can do it. It's just you need to create the systems and the, the process that will make sense to you. I think this is best suited to someone who's quite analytical and who enjoys spreadsheets and who enjoys just like fiddling with numbers and, and sort of long-term goals. But even, even for creatives who are less structured with their money, you can definitely, if you seek a like an independent financial advisor, speak to them about your journey and then just create sort of charts and little things that you can do. And they would also be able to advise you on little, small little habits that you could do that will help you on your journey so you don't feel overwhelmed and lost and confused but it's yeah (laughs) it is quite quite tricky definitely (laughs) definitely takes
1: focus (laughs) what would you say should be the key takeaway for our listeners those who are saying cool the fire movement sounds great Um, I think the fat fires for me I mean what should be some of the key takeaways for them
0: to me I'd say the the first thing is to understand your financial situation right now Uh, your investments but also your debt and your just look at your expenses, your cash flow. Just get a, a good picture of where you are and then think about where you want to be and then in between is the plan you have to make. But you you really have to be honest with yourself about your current situation because you, you're not going to be able to change things overnight. You're not going to suddenly become financially independent but you need to take stock of where you are to see where you want to get. And uh, another thing also I'll just say is that you really the financial independence is key to so much in life it will open up doors and opportunities and so much because you you don't have the stress of having to do this job that you you might not be happy with and you don't have the stress of of just working forever my mom worked till she was 70 and like a lot of stress happens there imagine if if she was financially independent she, different things would have happened she would have made different life choices So I think the financial independence is so key to to opening up a new world
1: Brendan Dale thank you so much for taking us through the fire movement of course he's a independent personal finance writer a podcaster and the man behind the take charge of your money site where else can we get in touch with you I know uh you can give us your website there's a whole lot of great content I know you're also on social media as well
0: cool so yes my website is just take charge of your money blog and then on social media I'm most active on twitter it's your money blog with little underscores in between each word but if you go to my my website you'll find my social media from there
1: ah brendan thank you so much brother cool
0: only a pleasure thanks for having me
1: thank you for pressing play on the easy desert podcast a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcasts let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities